0: Welcome to the first episode of the Quality Co-working Podcast from the Co-working Accelerator Network. My name is David Stroud, and I'm with Claire Carpenter, here founder of the Melting Pot. Hi, Hello. Claire. Hello. How are you doing? I'm really good. You're just back from Malaysia, where you went to the Co-working Unconference in
1: Asia. Yeah. know. Yeah. there were thousands of people. It
0: was great. Yeah, so you talk yeah. to a load of people that we'll be hearing from in later episodes of the podcast, yeah. from really small urban spaces and to, large... To India going boom. Yeah, yeah big, big centres. So if we're thinking about other people that are starting co-working businesses, one of the... Main sources of inspiration are all the co working conferences that have sprung up in recent years, yep. and we've been to a lot of those. We so. certainly have
1: been to a lot of those.
0: Yeah. Um, and at the end of last year in 2017, we were at the Co working Europe Conference in Ireland. Yep, Dublin. And that was the fourth or fifth year of that conference. Oh, well, I think it's more like six. Really? I think okay. so. I feel like I've been going to them more than four or five years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been going a while. <laughs> And when we were at the Coworking Europe conference, we bumped into Marta Moxa, who is one of the founding members of the Coworking Accelerator Network. Yep. Yeah. And we spoke to her briefly and set up a longer interview to talk about how she founded her co-working space in Poland, in Gdansk. And they are running the first Polish Coworking conference next month. Yeah, March 18.
1: Thank yeah. for the diary.
0: Yep, yeah. so Claire is going to be speaking at that and running a workshop over there in Poland. And we spoke to Marta about how she set up O4 Co-working three years ago. She started with four members.
1: Yeah, they've got the, 300 odd now. Yeah, 300 imagine. odd members
0: now for three years. And Marta's background is in the education sector. And O4 Co-working have taken the unusual step of partnering with a local school to house students who take classes in the conference centre at their co-working space. Oh wow! Yeah. So the students get to meet the co-workers. Yeah. And experience what co-working is like because and the work. students are going to be the co-workers of the future yeah. and the co-working community get to interact with the school students and present the projects that they're working on oh. and inform the school of the things that they're doing so there's a, kind of a good interesting. good synergy there but yeah. there's not many spaces that are doing that no. so we talked to Marta to find out a bit more about how that was set up and the importance of partnering with the right people to grow your co-working business. Sounds great, let's get on. OK, let's do it. Let's uh, hear from Marta Moxa at O4 Co-Working in Poland. So how have you been since Dublin?
1: Uh, busy, very busy. Actually, we're opening a new location in mm-hmm. new building. And we are also uh, designing two new locations. So a lot of going on and actually we are organizing this uh, first Polish co-working conference in March which is also uh, making us busy and we are an operator in an accelerator program so a lot of mentoring you know matching and stuff like this so huge amount of things going on.
0: When did you get involved with coworking to start with? Take me back to the beginning and, and tell me the kind of the short the short story of how you got to where you are now
1: This is a very interesting and complicated uh, path, but actually uh, my path to co-working was through education. I was very much into education sector for uh, for a lot of years and um, through this through this sector, I met a lot of people who were thinking about making this uh, education uh, different, new, and um, so we made a group of people thinking about it very carefully, and uh, we, we met a lot of times during weekends in our spare time. And then uh, we had an idea to make a school for extraordinary teachers, some kind of MBA, but not so formal, moder- more just like a, a way to make them feel better. And at the same moment, my, uh, my colleague approached to me that there is a, a space in a huge business center in Gdańsk, actually one of the biggest in Poland, and they don't know what to do with it. And one of the ideas is to make an incubator for startups. So um, I thought it is a, perfect idea to combine those two ideas. So I, I moved to it and actually it it was supposed to be for startups and it was supposed to be very much technology oriented but after three years it has nothing to do with startups per se. Right now I can say that we are very much very much more co-working than incubator. We've been we've become much bigger. At the beginning, it was only 500 square meters. Now we have 2,500 square meters and getting bigger. I can proudly say that we are one of few uh, in Poland that really uh, do it in a way it should be done with this community feeling and. Uh, programs uh, and stuff like this and making feel, making people uh, be the part of it. Generally, co-workings in Poland are much more hot desks oriented, you know, virtual offices, stuff like this. And we are trying to do it a little bit
0: different. That's great to hear. So did you start three years ago or?
1: Actually, yes. A few days ago, there was an anniversary of ours. So, 04 has been on the market for three years now. Mm-hmm and we are growing and we are still growing.
0: So how many members did you start with maybe in your first, your first few months? How many members did you have and how many do you have now?
1: At the beginning there were only four people and me on huge days. <laughs> it was awesome but uh, a little bit cold. <laughs> so uh, through the months we've, been, uh, we've started with I would say with approximately 30 uh, members Mm -hmm. And now we have uh, over 200 people uh, visiting us every day and uh, approximately 100 helpers and supporters. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of NGOs and a lot of organizations, mentors, organizations that are not necessarily having a space. They don't need a desk or an office, but mm-hmm. they uh, provide a lot of uh, services here and do a lot of uh, events. So actually, we, are, we, we treat them as a part of the community. Brilliant. So if we if we count it like this, they, they not necessarily pay for being a member, but we can always count on them. So they are like uh, very valuable uh, members. So I would say that our community is about 300 uh, members.
0: Okay, so they're kind of your supporters, they're kind of in the wings, behind the scenes, helping you to do stuff and using your space every now and again.
1: Yes, they are, they are using our space because uh, we are located in a business center. So there are a lot of companies and a lot of people who really like to use our space as a kind of building their prestige. Mm -hmm. So so absolutely our mentors, our um, speakers, uh, a lot of people that support us uh, use our space to meet their clients, to to work sometimes here because it looks good. Yes. So this Mm -hmm. is one of the most obvious ways to use us. The other way uh, is we do have a conference center. It's for uh, maximum 200 people. Mm-hmm. So they organize a lot of events here, uh, workshops, conferences, stuff like this. So this is another way of, of using us, I would say.
0: And is the conference center controlled and run by you, or is that outsourced?
1: Yes, this is totally controlled by us, by our team. Uh, not necessarily all the events are held by us, of course. Sure. Uh, but uh, generally this is ours, this is
0: our, uh, our space too. Mm-hmm. And did you always start off with the business model of having co-working and an event space together? Or did the event yes. space come later?
1: No, no, it was always like this. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that uh, actually we use conference center much more as uh, food marketing than income. So okay. uh, we were actually, uh, we were at the beginning of January. Uh, we've been with all our team uh seven people we went to berlin and we visited seven co-workings there it was a huge inspiration great trip I, I do recommend it to all co-working teams to do such thing and what struck us is that for them uh, event venue i would say brings like 30 40 percent of their income in mm-hmm. our case it's not like this okay uh, we have a lot of uh, Probably this is some kind of Polish special thing or maybe we are doing something wrong. But uh, generally there are a lot of events, I would say three or four every week, but they don't give us uh, so money. We, They are giving us people coming. We, they are giving us a lot of promotion because we do have a lot of programs. So there is this indirect income coming out of it, but not like... We're paying for the conference center. So, as I told you during the day, there is a high school there. And the high school who pays uh, for the conference center, but actually is a very much active member of our
0: community. Okay. And how long have they been a member of the community for? And how did that relationship start? Did you approach them? Did they approach you? How did that begin?
1: Uh, Actually, they approached us, uh, but we knew each other before. Mm -hmm. And we knew that uh, this is a very, very interesting uh, uh, project. It's called Thinking Zone. And from the very beginning, uh, they wanted to make an extraordinary school, uh, but... I would say regular school, not some kind of, you know, home education or stuff like this. It was supposed to be a regular school with teachers and stuff like this, but teaching uh, in a different way. They wanted to um, emphasize and put focus on uh, critical thinking and uh, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Uh, And they approached us. The beginnings were quite tough because they had only six uh, students yes Uh, very small of course parents you know were a little afraid and we were afraid too Mm -hmm. so actually beginnings were quite easy because the school was small there were six people six teenagers they they weren't like very much interacting or interfering because if you have six teenagers it's still a challenge but it's not such a challenge Mm -hmm. so we thought it's a great idea um -hmm. to, to have it them here because first of all it's very much into our pillar we wanted them to really our our first idea is to that someday they will become our members you know that we are going to educate our members for from so very beginning the other of course obvious uh, point there was it is education and we are very much into education and the third thing is they are doing a lot of workshops and conferences about it so They are bringing a lot of good things to our community and to our uh, co-working general. Mm -hmm. So the beginnings were quite easy for us, not quite easy for them. Because the uh, Polish, Polish uh, education system is quite complicated. And they, they had to work on so many details. Uh, formal, uh, you know, uh, logistics, uh, design. Because if you are doing a Polish school, it has to be totally separated from everything else. So we had to close it somehow, but not close it, you know. They had to have the, their own toilets, but... You know, because there are a lot of challenges there. It took us a lot. It took us some months to 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 adjust it to those challenges, but we made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the 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 beginnings were quite uh, challenging, but doable. And then they they have become famous because the school uh, got uh, so many good uh, rewards and stuff like this. And right now they have seventy students. So it, and this is a challenge.
0: <laughs> and, are, and are all of those students in your space, in your conference space, at the same time?
1: Yes, they have three rooms because our conference center was designed from the very beginning to be very flexible. So okay. it can be either one huge conference center or it can be divided to uh, smaller rooms. Okay. We have more- we have mobile walls that can be closed or open.
0: Okay, so what's the size of the conference center itself total? Is that like a thousand or two thousand square foot or?
1: We have 500 square meters, but this includes also our reception area and uh, I would say uh, and some uh, lobby. So conference center itself, uh, it's a little bit less than 400
0: meters. Okay, so they get a chance to mix with the co-working people in your community? Yes. And is there any formal way of linking them? Have they worked on projects for some of your co-workers or, have, you know, are there any kind of like internship opportunities or work opportunities for those students to work with your co-working members?
1: Um, again, complicated because uh, those are children under uh, 15. So okay. it's not so easy to hire people like this in Poland. Uh, you oh. have to have a lot of admits to do it. So. Of course. <clears throat> Uh, yes, there are both intentional and not intentional meetings. It causes some problems because I have to be very uh, here, very very honest with this. Our coworkers are not very much uh, fan of this situation. Uh, some of them like it, but there are some that really hate it. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of complaints that it is uh, from their point of view the children are a little bit too loud. Mm -hmm. And from their point of view, it makes space look less serious. As I told you, uh, this prestige here in 04 is quite important because it is this business center and they are bringing some important chiefs or owners of the businesses. And there is this teenager running. And from some of our co-workers, it 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 is an issue. But some of them do see opportunities I would say that there are more advantages from a children's point of view than from companies' point of view, because. Yeah. It is so normal for them to look at people working, that it looks a little bit different, that the world of working is changing, and they can see it by their own eyes. You won't have to explain it to them in 10 years that this is how it is, Mm -hmm. because they can see it, yes? This is something very organic for them. This is not something new. They are here for coffee, they are here for tea, and they see there are people here working. and this This is totally normal. This is not school. The second biggest advantage is here that uh, every single time we have interesting speakers or workshops, they can be the part of it. So they can listen to interesting people. They can meet them, get inspired. So they they had an opportunity to meet a lot of really great, um, for example, Peter Peter Westerbacca from from Rovio from, you know, Angry Birds. They 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 loved it. (laughs) Brilliant. And the, the third thing is they are doing a lot of projects, business projects. For example, crowdfunding, and they are uh, using, and I mean it. They, they they have opportunity to speak to, and to uh, to promote the the projects to our community. They they can show it to them, and they can get feedback, and of course all our members are more than welcome to go there and talk to those children. So I think almost every single uh, O4 member had an opportunity to be uh, a guest of this school, to talk about what they are doing and stuff like this. And some of those people are doing great things. We have, for example, Quantum Lab, who is teaching uh, computers how to read our emotions from the face, so you know, uh, this is very sexy, children, they loved it, so it is quite interesting for them.
0: Sounds amazing, so how, how, when did that start again, how many months ago? Uh, It started almost from the very beginning, Oh really? Yeah. with
1: us, Uh, uh, we started in January and the first class uh, was opened on September the same year, so it was like a few months after our opening.
0: And was it in your plan from the beginning or did it come about after you decided to set up the co-working space?
1: It wasn't our plan from the beginning. It, it wasn't so obvious. There were some, we were pros and cons. We weren't sure if it's a good idea. First of all, uh, what happens if the school is really bad, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that the whole O four 4 brand will lose after it. So we were a bit af- afraid of it, mm-hmm. but decided to have this risk.
0: What did the logistics look like when you set it up originally then with the school? Was there like a six-month or a 12-month trial period or did you contractually kind of limit your risk in any way?
1: Actually, we couldn't do it. Uh, The school had to operate at least from, from September till June. But yes, we always called it a prototype. And we always uh, told them, it's not permanent uh, agreement. Let's try it for a year. Let's see what happens Mm -hmm. from both sides, you know, because from their point of view, it was a risk too. No Mm -hmm. one ever has done this in Poland. So uh, there are, of course, a lot of things that can can go wrong in such a situation. First Mm -hmm. of all, those are teenagers. You know, if you, talk, if you think about uh, girls in that age, you know, they look grown up and they look like children. So, and, uh, so there are a lot of, I would say, risk regarding even the simple thing about uh, um, putting in one place young men and young women, you know, maybe mm-hmm. two young women. This was one thing that we weren't sure about the safety of those children, yes? But nothing, of course, happened. But this is one of the things you are going, that are in your head when you're doing such things, yes? The other thing is what, what parents will say, because, you know, they are in the surroundings of a lot of grown-ups. Some of those grown-ups are not teachers. If the kid is uh, misbehaving, a teacher knows how to handle this from parents point of view it was a risk too but nothing like this happened it really worked very good and after a year it is a very good project but unfortunately they are growing and growing and now they will have uh, five classes from september so probably they will have to find a new location because we don't have such a huge space for them right now
0: Okay. And you said that this is a a revolutionary thing for Poland. Nobody's done this in Poland before. Are you aware, did you take inspiration from other co-working places around the world that have tried this?
1: I was looking at this kind of solution and actually I didn't find it. Maybe I wasn't looking, but I think this is quite original generally in the the world. There are a lot of very much education-oriented co-workings for sure. Uh, but they are on uh, for grown-ups or sometimes for students. Uh, every single time we are at the uh, co-working conferences and talk about it, it's always shock. If you think about it, uh, it's really uh, difficult. It's really difficult. We can see a lot of, uh, of, uh, of, um, of advantages for us, but still, I think when we put it on, the, you know, uh, is it worth it? It is worth it, but it's not so obvious. It's not so obvious. There are a lot of challenges regarding this, uh, uh, this solution. And uh, I can see after those three years or two years uh, being together with them, why there are, uh, there are so little of us in the world.
0: So it sounds like obviously it's been a very interesting challenge with a lot of risks and a lot of mm-hmm. potential downsides that you've had to make sure to minimize. -hmm. It's been a very successful project for the last couple of years. Yes. So is this year three that it's in now, or year two? Uh,
1: This is this now is year two.
0: Year two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're hoping to do it obviously again next year. Yes. Yes. And you're broadening out the number of uh, young students that are coming into your space, and you're hoping to do the opposite. So for co-working to start infiltrating, if you like, the school system and and make them more aware of how they design their space to support the future of work, if you like. Exactly. What would you say to anyone listening to this who might want to give it a try in a different country? What are some of the key points that they would need to consider if they wanted to link with schools in their region?
1: From my point of view, the key factor are always people. You know, always people. It's always about people. So the 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 key point, the, <clears throat> the most important thing, is to find the proper partner. Uh, we wouldn't do it by ourselves. Uh, we are doing it only because we found the right people, Thinking Zone, who wanted to do it and uh, who are really our partners, not our clients. We are doing it totally together. So. <laughs> Uh, From my point of view, if you want to do it, find really those guys in your region that really understand the future of work and understand how the education should change from the very beginning. And if they know it, understand it, they will help you to design it, to to run it and to promote it and everything like this. So people, people, people. The other thing also is uh, to remember you have to you know, combine uh, water and fire. So you have to both give them a small uh, closed safety space, but also as open as possible. remembering that at the same time those children have to learn, but they have to have uh, as many as opportunities as possible to to see, and to be the part of the co-working and this brings me to point number three is to manage the expectations of the other co-workers before you, you invite children to your space you have to um, help your co-workers to adjust to this idea so they have to you know meet those children they have to meet those partners they have to understand why you are doing it as much as they are, you, they are implemented to idea, for example, they become some kind of speakers for those children, or they can uh, do some projects with those children, or they can do projects with their, with their parents, because um, parents are very important part of the school. And because it's a private school, they, they pay a lot of money, so you can uh, you can imagine that they they can be quite interesting focus group for some stuff. So, if your coworkers understand it and they, uh, you manage the expectations and you make them uh, believe it's it's good, you are you are at home. It's it's okay. good. But if any of those three things uh, fail, then there is there is a problem. <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. Uh,
1: this is my why, actually. This is why I'm doing it, because when I when, when you ask me uh, what's going on here, there are so many things going on. Sometimes I'm so tired, and sometimes, you know... But then I, um, when I see all those projects those children are doing, or I talk to those, uh, to their parents and stuff like this, it really makes me believe again, there is some kind of point in it. So from, for, for my uh, personal perspective, for me, it's important that we are having it here. This is my, one of my why's, I, why, why am I doing it? Just to make it, you know, better and help those children to adjust to this modern world better. So. Uh, for me, it is it is very good
0: experience. Fantastic. Well, Marta, thank you very much indeed, and we'll speak to you again soon.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Hey, everyone. David and Claire here again to say thanks very much for listening to this episode of the podcast from the Co-working Accelerator Network. If there's anyone you know that isn't on the network already, you can join at co and that's where you can find the show notes for this episode of the podcast at co slash podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.